How's it? Hold start over. Start over. Um, but but I'm going to cut this part out. <laughs> How's it going, eh? It's going okay. I'm in, uh, I'm in Las Vegas. Hey, look at you. Take the show on the road. That's right. Road show, everybody. Right. My roommates wanted to go on vacation. Specifically, one of them wanted to go to Vegas. And uh, we said, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. There's uh, there's things to do, people to see here. Um, I don't, I don't yeah. gamble, so there's not a, it's not a huge appeal. Pro- probably um, wise. I can't afford shows, <laughs> so <Right. laughs> uh, that's out. Um, but uh, there are rel- there's you know at least one relative here, some family friends, and as it turns out, there are about five people that we know who were randomly going to Vegas this weekend. Was that right? So when we told them, that they said, "Oh, me too. I'm going to Vegas on Friday." <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> hmm, just well, the season, apparently. Yes. Let's meet up. And they said, okay. Uh, probably won't happen, <laughs> but we'll see. We met up with a, a couple of friends last night for drinks at uh, the Golden Tiki. I believe that's the name of the place. Um, just mm-hmm. a sort of a, <laughs> I don't want to call it a pop-up. It, it's a newer, I think, tiki bar. Wow. I'm going to have to look that up. I have no idea of the history. It could have been here since, you know, the early mobster <laughs> days. I don't know. <laughs> I've never been here before. It's kind of um, west of the strip. Hey, uh, allegedly, allegedly, mm-hmm. mobster. But I had to, uh, <laughs> I had to change rooms because uh, the, the the living room of this uh, Airbnb house that we're staying in, it's it's very windy outside and it just howls through the door, which is not sealed very well. <laughs> oh yeah, you were mentioning <laughs> the sound effect. It's or it's rather. literally like the those old timey western films where the wind howls through the shack. That's what it sounds like in there. So you had to move out, out of that area. Yeah, it's also um, the it's very reflective. It's uh, tile and flat walls with nothing on them. So uh, it just sounds like a fake reverb room. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yes. It might not be annoying in the show, but it certainly annoyed me to talk in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking of annoying... Um this is a not any longer, what is it? Now, no longer a very special episode of being outside for me recording. Uh. Just as we were about to start, uh, baby went down for a nap and she was uh, like super cranky. She had a few false starts on napping and, hmm. and um, so she was extra tired and just really didn't realize that she wanted a nap. But, right. Uh, Become so a problem it's child. It's very tentative if I, if I go in, if I record inside, it could disturb her uh, light sleep. But once she goes down uh, fully, I think she'll probably take an extra long nap because she was um, she was awake extra early this morning. So, But I've we heard sleep see. is for the weak. <laughs> Maybe that's what she was protesting about. <laughs> I'll sleep when I'm dead, old man. <laughs> yeah, she's got a lot of energy now. Boy, she's running all <laughs> over the place. She's constantly wanting to go outside. Not constantly. Uh, quite often wanting to go outside. As you saw mm-hmm. in a picture I sh- shared with you yesterday, yeah. she picks up her shoes and goes over to the door. It's like, okay. <laughs> I know what she wants. It's like so. It's like the dog, <laughs> just sort of hopefully st- standing by the door yeah. and looking at you meaningfully as you pass. Mm-hmm. So eh? she just leans How's up against the, the door, like her forehead, <laughs> her forehead on the glass, 
uh-huh. slider and then uh, she'll just stare longingly out there and then eventually she'll turn around and look at me <laughs> well yeah <laughs> and then go back to leaning on the glass uh, cool it's time uh, for outings then <laughs> um you reminded me of the, uh, the old-timey wind machine stuff when you were talking about the, the howl of the wind through the door. Did you know about how they how they made those wind sounds for the old Western? I did not. I'd always assumed they just um, recorded some howling wind. Yeah, that was fake. Was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, so they the sound effects people, way back, I think even before, I'm sure before movies when they used it, uh, they, they have some um, classical music pieces, <laughs> and I can't remember if it was Wagner or, or other. Mm-hmm. might have been um, Richard Strauss. Yeah. In, well, they used um, to take sound effect uh, techniques from the theater as well. Yeah. Like stuff that yeah, yeah. was developed for stage, they mm-hmm. sort of borrowed. So they had, I, I know in... Um, Strauss Alpine Symphony? It's a it's a tone poem about a person going and cl- eventually climbing a mountain. Mm-hmm. And there's a storm along the way and uh, it calls for a wind machine. And said wind machine is just a uh, kind of a drum like one of those tumblers for bingo balls uh, with a piece of cloth, a textured cloth wrapped around it, and then some kind of a, um, a comb-like uh, device against it. As you spin it, it makes that whooshing sound. How strange. And that's why a lot of as them heard, sound the same. As heard specifically in this clip here. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Weird. <laughs> uh, so. explain, explain for the, I'm sure... Um, raptly intent listeners uh, what tone poem it, what a tone poem is a tone poem is a symphonic uh, piece of music that has a programmatic nature rather than a symphony let's say which is music for its own sake uh, a tone poem is music that follows a story yeah. but you know no visuals you would like let's say Scheherazade mm-hmm. or, or notably um, Peter and the Wolf Peter and the Wolf um, hmm. which has, as a yeah, teaching maybe. device has That's, has some, uh, uh, it's full of light motifs, so you can do both. Uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yes. yes. That's, that's a better one. Uh, yep. Ein Heldenleben, A Hero's Journey. Strauss mm-hmm. uh, wrote that uh, about himself as <laughs> the extremely arrogant Strauss uh, wrote his autobiography in song, A Hero's Journey. And um, mm. <laughs> um, there, are, there are many in the um, late Romantic, uh, romantic period. Tongue? Cheek? Franz Liszt. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what he would say. Absolutely, mm-hmm. he was notoriously arrogant. Um, well, he's a pretty I mean, good... if you're Strauss, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if anyone can be, there's pretty a few people that's so... like, well, right, sure. <laughs> yeah, if if someone actually is a genius, then uh, <laughs> yes. you know, I know. Yeah. If you told me Isaac Newton was <laughs> was arrogant, uh, yeah, sure, <laughs> possibly the <laughs> smartest man who ever lived. Like at least top third. Four. <laughs> well, I don't know how official any of these rankings really are. Uh, <laughs> well, so we, we need to get to go, the show because we've got let's some. Get to the show. We got some music to get through. We were. We, That's true. I randomly said we should do a music exchange. Yes. As opposed to the other thing we did, which is uh, uh, like a An album share. A sort of a yeah share. Mm-hmm. So um, some from it's some the same from me thing. and some from you stuff that we're listening mm-hmm. to uh, currently. Right, right. I didn't know that that's what you were getting at, stuff that we're listening to currently, yeah. but I, uh, I guess I, I must have picked up on the vibe because that's what I did. Sure. Um, it wasn't just a collection of sort of favorites. What I, I Ideally, in my mind, I, I had it as uh, three or four things that are new that we're both listening to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, oh, good. you don't share quite the same obsession 
with m- new music as I do. So I certainly do not in a different way. <laughs> proud of it. <laughs> it depends. It depends. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're not. It's not a um, thing. It's I, not a th- the the drive to you know sort of uh, experience new music to, isn't as much a thing no, for you as that it is, is for me. That is correct. That is correct. Um, but it's been forced on me. Um, in the sense that I listen to Sirius XM's classical station, Symphony mm-hmm. Hall, uh, Channel 76. <laughs> and they've been playing a, a fair amount of new music. They, they do a good mix. I, I really like mm. the, the channel. When I'm not listening to podcasts, that's the next most common thing that's on my radio in, in the car. Do they have and an internet I've, stream that people can they, listen to? Well, they probably do. You have to be a subscriber, though, uh. to still. I'm sure they do, in fact, because they send me emails all the time to, mm-hmm. to get my my free internet radio thingamabob <laughs> so I can take mm-hmm. full advantage of my subscription everywhere I go. Naturally. Uh, but I don't listen to music when I'm mm. busy, mm-hmm. uh, interestingly, because it's too distracting. Right. Well, um, I, I am so. famously, <laughs> and by famously I mean not at all, centered on Spotify as the as my primary music device, I guess. Mm-hmm. My primary music experience is <laughs> filtered through Spotify. Yeah. But there are a lot of things that I discovered so through it, YouTube, weirdly. And because I know uh, some musicians who do their own independent thing, I also get several things from Bandcamp. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So lots, highly recommend. Lots of new stuff on there. I mean, yeah. practically all new stuff there. And, and it's yeah. it's just all over the place and mm-hmm. tons of self-produced things, just tiny, yeah. you know, wonderful, weird things that draw from every genre and every mix of genres, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's almost uncurated, really. Yeah, I'm anxious to hear if that's how you found uh, one of your shares, but we'll get there okay. when we get there. Do you want to go first with one of your shares? Yes, and I think, I want to say that these are all, like three of them are 2018 or late 2017. They're at least mm, wow. within the last year, mm-hmm. but one of my favorite albums, I think, have been released this year? One of my favorite albums of the last year is Django Django's Marble Skies. Uh-huh. And uh, we should play like a clip or two. It's yeah, an cool. album full of hooks, like jammed. Every time I think, wow, this is really catchy. And then the next one comes and you're like, ooh. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's fantastic. It, it's sort of a, it's definitely an indie pop, sort of an indie pop thing, but um, with a little bit of uh, dance influence. Mm-hmm. And um, boy, they just keep getting better and better, mm. better and better. You know, it reminded me of the the folks that do the um, the theme song for BoJack Horseman. The voice. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that, and I thought, is that them? And it's not, but uh, <laughs> it's kind of had that style. Of well, that sort of the group, that ad hoc group uh, that, that did that, I believe, is one of the guys from the Black Keys, 
and his uncle did that theme song <laughs> together. That's um, there's a song exploder about creating that theme that um, is pretty good. People should rem- should check it out. Put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's a good idea. I could do that. Done. Then we could hashtag a BoJack Horseman. Uh, <laughs> totally unrelated to our show. Oh, mm-hmm. almost. Very marginally related to our show. Indeed. Um, so how did you stumble on uh, Django Django? Because the only th- reason I would know, uh, think that that sounded familiar was from the uh, Django Reinhold or Django Unchained. Reinhardt. <laughs> Reinhardt. Uh, Reinhardt, excuse me. Not sure where they got their name. I haven't looked into that. Um, but they just showed up in my Discover Weekly. <laughs> like a lot yeah. of these bands. Uh-huh. So Spotify knows me by now and um, the, the weird sub-subgenres that I listen to. So they threw that yeah. at me and, uh, yeah, I, I latched on with both hands. surprised um that i liked uh in various ways each of your of your shares nice um that doesn't always happen so i know it rarely happens i think <laughs> so there's all there, it seems like there's always something i can i can pluck out and say mm-hmm. yeah i kind of like this but i wouldn't ever listen to a whole song or the band you know the kind of a deal mm-hmm. but um i ended up listening to uh quite a few quite a few cuts from uh three out of the four Right. But you you pick the the clips you want to share from yes from your music. I, I think I can do uh, that on Tuesday yeah. that way. Yeah, beauty. So so what do you got? Cool. Um, my the first one that I shared with you was um, actually it was a couple pieces by mm-hmm. the composer Valerie Coleman, right. who is a member of the Imani Winds Wind Quintet, which is uh, flute, clarinet, typically flute, clarinet, um, oboe, bassoon, mm-hmm. and uh, French horn. And she herself is a flautist, is that right? Yes. Okay. And she is, let's see, well, I think this first piece uh, that I actually discovered on um, Sirius XM, Symphony Hall, it's called Rubispheres. Mm-hmm. was intriguing that was actually for a, a woodwind trio uh that was made up of the three of the five that typically play together hmm. and um i don't know it just it, it's not something that i would typically um seek out right but it was i intriguing. was surprised because I, you're not generally sort of a chamber group no, person that's true well if they're brass because i'm a, i'm a brass player so those mm-hmm. are more uh my my speed right. but uh well you but, yeah, like you tend to intriguing. like a lot of dramatic 
um, dynamic pieces. That's your most yeah, famous and and more melodic mm-hmm. uh, things too. Right. But um, I don't know. This one grabbed me. I do have a a, a small streak of uh, well, I went through a, a I don't want to say minimalism phase, mm. not quite into Philip Glass too much, unless right. there's some video to go along with it. Okay. But uh, along those lines, and kind of a techno thing, you know, it's a, they're semi-related. Um, insert clip of Cindy McTee's <laughs> The Twittering Machine. So something nice. similar to that, and those things intrigue me, where there's a lot of uh, interplay and mm. sort of quick back and forth right. and things. So. Syncopation. Um, and then there was an, another piece of hers that uh, that is the full wood, woodwind quintet. Speaking of which, by the way, you may have noticed I mentioned French horn, mm. even though it's a brass instrument, it's kind of an honorary woodwind. You'd think <laughs> they'd have a saxophone as that mm. mid-alto uh, voice, but mm, not I guess it's just sax- Sax is such a specific sound, and it doesn't always blend well, mm-hmm. I think, with other woodwinds. It's strange. Yep. That, um, that is correct. So it uh, is one of the main reasons why I believe. And also, some of the repertoire was established before the saxophone was invented. Hmm. Um, that's one of the latest wind instruments to be uh, sure. invented and fully, fully right. realized in the symphonic uh, genre. Although, I say symphonic, it's very rare in symphonic and uh, classical music. Yes. But anyway, one of the other pieces... Very, of very Holmes background stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Every once in a while, if they need a solo, like in uh, yeah. um, Ravel's Bolero or mm-hmm. uh, something like that. Very, very unusual. Mostly it just became a kind of a jazz and, right. uh, and band instrument. Another of hers that I liked was Umoja. Umoja. Yeah. That's a really wonderful piece. I, I was yeah. I, I've never heard this composer before, but mm-hmm. um, that was uh, a really fun. I don't want I want to call a song. <laughs> uh, no, definitely a piece. Yeah, it was songs it, with uh, with words typically mm-hmm. um, mainly focused on a melody. Yeah. It's a so. it's a good time and um, sort of draws from several uh, you know world influences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, so there those are. That's very contemporary for me as well uh, mm. in the uh, classical realm. I want to say Rubospheres was around 2012, maybe. Um, mm. it, might, it might be a lot newer than that. I didn't uh, look it up for sure. And Umoja, so. is Umoja older or newer? Umoja, I think, is... Older. Oh, okay. Rubospheres was go. one of her... Later pieces. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, there's, there's joy in that piece. And that's, um, mm-hmm. it's, really, it's really nice to listen to. Not to abuse cool. that Again, term, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, well, my, I, I'll do my my uh, robot voice to uh, <laughs> substitute once I find the thesaurus of yeah. robot voices. <laughs> uh, my, I wanted to throw like three or four different uh, genres at this exercise, if mm-hmm. you like. So um, yep. I'm still an inveterate metal fan. Yeah. Um, and again, though, you know, diving deep into the various different types, um, but I found. <laughs> Mastodon a little over a year yeah. ago, I think, um, when they sort of got confused on Twitter 
with Mastodon, the Twitter alternative. <laughs> so okay, uh, some uh, programmer or group, you know collective of programmers created this uh, sort of you know uh, chat feed <laughs> with the uh, they don't uh, they don't tweet they toot and it's called Mastodon. But people were sort of referencing you know both things on Twitter and there's a the the band made a lot of you know hey. <laughs> out yeah. of that confusion they were really good sports yeah. about uh being confused with it and playing along and making jokes <laughs> about it and uh mm-hmm. i don't know that's charming they're um yeah that's cool they've been around a long time and i just I, I they're just sort of at the periphery of my listening experience mm-hmm. and i never gave them a shot and i'm really sorry i didn't because they're a terrific band they're uh fine capable musicians all of them who write um, yeah I- agreed who write their songs with an eye toward, you know, good melodies, strong melodies, we'll say, and uh, some, Mm -hmm. you know, just solid playing. And I don't think they really Intrig- overplay, which is unusual for metal. Yeah, I I, I like that, and they have intriguing uh, stories to mm-hmm. their to their lyrics. Um, right. it, interesting and sometimes confusing. But I listened to several of their pieces. Um, I, I liked the uh, Cold Dark Place. Yeah. <laughs> there was an argument. Uh, YouTube comments. Sorry to uh, to bring up that bizarre world you. of YouTube commenters, but. Um, yeah, there was an argument going on about how Mastodon was uh, was not really metal; it was country, <laughs> and so it should be you know <laughs> heartily rejected. <laughs> okay. And uh, somebody else said, "Hey, music's music, man. You either like it or not. It doesn't matter what <laughs> what genre you think it came from."
I so. mean, that's a fun game to try to put it into a box, but uh, in yeah. the end, it, the only thing that matters is you know what you hear. And mm-hmm. uh, they've got two main singers. There's two main what singers? Ah. Two main vocalists, and they just sort yeah. of trade off depending on what the song calls for. Mm-hmm. So go do there your you thing. Go. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I, I listened to uh, Jaguar, I think it was Jaguar Gods, I want to mm-hmm. say was the name of the piece. Mm. And um, yeah, that was, that reminded me of the, um, it harkened back to the days of, say, a rhyme of the Ancient Mariner by Iron Maiden or, yeah. you know, those, those sort of prog rock type, you know, find a story about mythology uh, <laughs> right. days. Yes. So, oh yeah. Tibetan Swing by uh, Chinese composer Bright Sheng. That was a really um, that was an interesting choice too. I was I was kind of surprised to you <laughs> that you would lash onto Indeed, that. Uh, it it's a little it avant-garde. Is uh, for your and taste. yet um, it was written almost exactly a hundred years after Stravinsky's Rite of Spring, which it reminds me a lot of mm-hmm. uh, in parts. Was that intentional? I, he just oh, the hundredth anniversary no. is coming up. I, <laughs> I don't think so. It's possible, but um, <laughs> but he, he mm-hmm. when reading about his works, he he um, definitely had an influence there by them as composers. He, he mentioned, I say them, by Stravinsky in particular <laughs> as a composer. Uh, he mentioned some stuff about him in Rite of Spring, so I know it was in there in his head. So I don't know. It's the Tibetan swing is based on a, a typical Tibetan dance rhythm. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it reminded me so much of one of my favorite pieces, Rite of Spring, which um, is a big variation from again, like we said, my typical you know lovely melody and type of uh, romantic right. stuff and dr- yeah, dramatic yeah. arrangements. Oh, Rite of Spring. It's a fantastic piece. I I hear something new every time. Well, yeah. it's just amazing that it was. A hundred years ago, and it still it sort of came back as sure. a huge influence on on a lot of modern music. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite so Bright Sheng wrote it. I one. think in two thousand twelve, um, he came to America to sort of make it as a composer. Cool. That's that's great. Um, my next one. That's a little. I don't know. I, I, one hesitates to call it electronica. Mm-hmm. It's not really. It's it's just sort of a. It's like an adjunct mm-hmm. to that genre. This. This kind of group, ambient, uh, if you like, style as well. Yeah, sure, it is. Um, but it's mostly mm. sort of guitar loops uh, in various arrangements with some other okay. instrumentation. Um, and uh, I don't know, really weirdly mm-hmm. compelling and sort of uh, lulling yeah. in a yeah. way. Speaking of lull, I really, really wanted to throw that in, but that's a bit much, I think, <laughs> for <laughs> for the show right now. There's a there's a, a man named Mick Harris who is in a um, I don't know, sort of a punk 
metal crossover mm-hmm. band called Napalm Death. And he then, following that group, he, he then um, <laughs> took on the name Lull and started to make, you know, just the weirdest, most non-musical pieces yeah. that I had ever heard up to that point. That weren't just, you know, the sort of uh, 50s avant-garde right, right, right. of noise. But it, it's a genre called isolationist that he may have, you know, single-handedly <laughs> he, he, created. Single-handedly created thing. and became the only member of <laughs> the name isolationist. <laughs> but, but it's this sort of uh, reverby, echoey, uh, metallic <laughs> noises, like, like the aftermath of uh, pounding on some sh- large mm-hmm, piece of sheet mm-hmm. metal. Just this rolling... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's not one of my pieces. I don't know why I'm, I don't mean to go on about it, but it's just if I want to, <laughs> if I want to annoy someone <clears throat> with that sort of weirdness, I'll say, "Oh, you should check out LOL." <laughs> it's like, that's, what is this? Is what's going on? It's literally somebody uh, on Amazon said, "Haha, you know, it's it's like being inside an air conditioner <laughs> <laughs> or a machine of some kind." It really is yeah. like that. There's no, there's no melody or structure uh-huh. whatsoever it's just a, a sort of gradually changing set of sounds uh-huh. interesting yeah and who are we uh and if, <laughs> and it's all extremely disturbing oh okay <laughs> i find it's uh and who are we to decide what is music really <laughs> insert yeah insert clip of four minutes 33 seconds <laughs> <laughs> You can, uh, you can figure it out. See, the funny part about that is... <laughs> well, you that is not the band that I chose. The one I chose was Casino versus Japan. Oh, that's right. Did you say it? Ooh. And Uh-oh. I did not. And the album is called uh, Frozen Geometry. And um, it's it's like 50 songs, but they're all very short. Yeah, yeah they're like a minute and a so half, two and a half could, minutes each. Mm-hmm. You could sort of shuffle it or just let it play. Um just i found it it's halfway between uh background music Mm -hmm. and ambient right really sort of it's uh busy enough that you sort of need to pay attention Mm -hmm. to it but not regularly it's not not just these chimes that you you can sort of let it roll it's not just these chimes that you hear in the background here of of my uh (laughs) but it's not much more than that (laughs) it's uh yeah right well you heard the clip so <laughs> mm-hmm. It's good, but I I thought I would uh, I just thought I would get bored with it, and I haven't. Oh. or I thought I would be irritated by it because it's not it's neither fish nor yeah. fowl. You know, it's not 
ambient. It's not acoustic. It's it's not sort of a like a, what do they call it? Bedroom chamber mm. music. You know, <clears throat> some dude in his in his room with Aye. his guitar <laughs> noodling. Uh, yeah, they're they're just it's a really pleasant uh-huh. sort of record to 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 go through. Yeah, I was surprised that despite having so much somebody's on. I was surprised that I was compelled by it as well. Um, probably uh, mm. hearing Tangerine Dream a lot um, in my past was a setup mm. for that. <laughs> it's like when people say they listen to everything, mm-hmm. this is part of what they mean. They've heard something in a genre they didn't think they liked, mm-hmm. that they did like, that was that yeah. they thought was good. And, I, you know, there's always... There's always something that that is the truth in, you know, uh, what is music or I like everything, mm-hmm. you know, the best of ourselves is that, you know, we're all unique and all the influences that go into making up you as a person can be compelled by something completely unexpected. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That you wouldn't have thought before. So, hey, that's uh, keep your mind open. Because you never know. All right. Uh, my, my last piece I shared was completely different than those. Um, Eric Whitaker's The Seal Lullaby. I didn't want to disturb the, the, it kind the of quietude. Fits. Yeah. The uh, it is a lovely piece of, of... Everything he does is fantastic. Yes. I, I really, really cannot get enough of Eric Whitaker. Absolutely. He's a... He's my favorite modern incredible composer. guy. Um, I was uh, first exposed to his music w- through the band world, and he does. he's done several um, mm. band compositions. Mostly he does arrangements of his choir pieces now, so he'll he'll do the choir. He'll right. originally write it for choir, and then um, port it over to uh, transcribe it, to use the right lingo, for band, concert band. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does a great job arranging those uh, in both genres. And many people would know if you knew him at all through his um, the virtual choir project. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's working on. <clears throat> That's where I first encountered him. That's how I came to yeah, find. He, uh, he, I think he's working on part five. Now the fifth virtual choir, mm-hmm. and uh, he just keeps expanding. I'm um, I'm pretty sure it was Luke's Adamque mm-hmm. that I first heard, uh, saw. Yeah. If you like, somebody said this is amazing, and as I said, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's great. Well, this the spectacle of the video <clears throat> was what you know made it viral, but the but the music you know kept me searching for everything he yeah. ever did. He is uh, a tremendous composer, super nice uh, person, and. Yes, yeah, ridiculously <laughs> handsome. Uh, very open, you know, to interaction with with uh, fans and 
You know, oh, he's listeners. constantly in demand as a clinician. Um, besides going on tour mm-hmm. uh, with his, with his, um, as a conductor, um, he's always working with yeah. uh, like honor choirs, all state type groups, and and um, yeah. he's constantly being commissioned to compose uh, for yeah. specific groups and things. In addition to all those things, perfect hair, <laughs> jerk, <laughs> just a true winner of the genetics lottery. Yes, yes, quite the Adonis <laughs> indeed. <laughs> like um like uh oh no i can't remember who's the villain in black panther oh um, i haven't seen it uh right not ryan coogler's the director uh nuts yes that guy <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> similarly winner <laughs> winning the genetic lottery okay my final bit is um ethan gruska's yeah album slow motionary that's his debut solo okay. uh he's he's a member of the bell brigade which he does with his sister. Okay, please explain. Um, and they had some. They had a couple minor hits uh, like mm. a year or two ago. Um, and uh, Ethan is just a, a wonderful songwriter that I, and I. From the moment this album came out last year till now, I have barely stopped playing. It. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's got a lovely it's, voice. It's the most yes, wonderful voice. And um, this is again, uh, you know, recalling the um mark hollis album uh, similarly a very quiet yeah set I, of songs I picked up on that immediately So sometimes he's almost whispering. He's barely vocalizing in some places. And you can hear some shifting around and, you know, uh, his piano stuff. Sometimes he's barely pressing the keys (laughs) down. Yeah, really, really solid album from start to finish. It is. I couldn't believe I listened to the whole... I I rarely just play one thing. It's true. I I can't believe I listened to the whole album. Um, I was Mm -hmm. uh, intrigued from the start. And I said, oh, I like this. And, And it was really good i love his piano piano stylings and Mm -hmm. it's just excellent Cleaning up from crying for death on a birthday. 
non-auto-tuned voice and <laughs> yes. um, that's not why I, I, yes. I like him I just appreciate that and um, mm-hmm. it was good I, I was surprised that I again that I liked all of your your picks there although he was the, the yeah. one I liked the most uh, his stuff mm-hmm. so well yeah. chosen it's us. a very um, heartfelt emotional journey on mm-hmm. that album from uh, it's it's kind of like it's kind of a song cycle uh, about the uh, death of a relationship. Ah, okay. Um, that's certainly a, a major mm-hmm. theme throughout yeah. the whole thing. Uh, so just, man, pulling out all the stops to, to make a cohesive whole out of uh, every element. Mm-hmm. Just stunningly good. His Bell Brigade stuff is really good too. Uh, it's just not, I, I don't think it's as consistent. Right. And that just may be his evolution. I, maybe their next album will be genius. I wouldn't be surprised if, that's, but, uh, uh, if that first one's any judge. Hmm. Didn't seem like he had mm-hmm. um, a, a lack of information to share. <laughs> Terrific multi-instrumentalist and great songwriter. Yeah. Your, the article that uh, reviewed that album locally was, um, was uh, your new favorite songwriter in L.A. You know, you're not wrong. <laughs> I just wanted to insert one quick thing to, that's completely different uh, because... I was watching an old Western oh, okay. uh, today. It just happened to be flipping channel- channels. And <laughs> Enter John Cleese. <laughs> and now for something completely different. And it reminded me of a, uh, one of my favorite Simpsons bits, um, just a genius bit of writing out of nowhere <laughs> from the Greyhounds episode because the star of the movie was directly related to this clip. I've never seen anything so adorable. You know who it reminds me of? Angie? No. Lassie? No, no, no. A person. You know who I mean. Snoop Doggy Dog? Bob Barker? David Brenner? No, no. The person who's always standing and walking. Rory Calhoun? That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The genius in in the randomness of that, but yet a a reference that Mr. Burns, of course, would know. (laughs) And and all the Harvard writers. (laughs) Yeah. Beauty. Oh, there's the music. Hey. Okay. Finally. (laughs) Well, if you made it this far, (laughs) folks, uh, or folk, then we'd love to. (laughs) Dude, these guys, yak, yak, yak. (laughs) I can't believe I'm listening to a podcast about people talking. Uh, About music. music. It's not even the music. (laughs) Ah, that's not true. We put a lot in. (laughs) Um, Bros at itsjustcalledtwobrothers.com is a place where we'd love to see an email from you. Or you can reach us on Twitter at IJC2B. You mentioned having some trouble it's getting true. to our yes. domain. I, I have yet to, our, to be able to our site. I don't yeah. understand what's going on there. So hopefully. we'll have to figure that out. <laughs> but hopefully, it's just called twobrothers.com is <laughs> up and running. Otherwise, eh, you can always go to ijc2b.podbean.com. And you blog every day at marcusharwell.net. That is still true. 